0: Hey, everybody. Uh, Welcome to episode four of the Cassie Burgos podcast. I am going to share a little bit about my journey with health anxiety. Um, Because health anxiety was an issue for me before COVID termed it. So it's something I battled for a really long time. And I feel like it actually runs in my family because um, it, it seems to be an issue for both of my parents seem to struggle with it in ways my sister struggles with it. Um, don't really know what the root of it is or what really caused it. I know for me personally, when it got really bad was after I had Addie. So in 2016, um, and I really think, I do think the root of it is anxiety. I think it's anxious. Um, my family, my little family, my core unit, my mom, my dad, my sister, and I, all have anxiety. A lot of us have anxiety. Um, We have it pretty bad. Like we're not really people that can sit still. It's like a challenge to get us to sit still and and chill out. So um, with anxiety comes a lot of symptoms. And so I think the symptoms are what causes people to go into, you know, general anxiety into health anxiety. And so for me, my health anxiety flared... Oh, that's Bella in the background. In case anybody wants to know what's yelling back there. You saying hi, baby? Hopefully she'll be good. Um, Mine started with my first panic attack when Addie was um, a month old. Me and my sister went for a walk and I just had like a full-blown panic attack and don't really know why. Um, And I ended up calling an advice nurse and like having her talk me off the ledge because it just, it threw me off. I just... I didn't understand what was going on with my body. You know, I had never had it happen to that extreme before. Um, so that was November of 2016. And that's when I would say my health anxiety, like, just exploded and was completely out of control. And, um, my symptoms for me at that time was numb, numbness and like tingling and stuff like that. Um, And so what, for whatever reason, I associated that with like diabetes. And so it's like, okay, let's go to the doctor and get blood work done, you know, and of course, everything comes back normal. And then it started with uh, headaches really bad to the point where I was like touching my head a lot. And I have a lot of hair. So I would wear really tight ponytails on my head and I would take my ponytail out and it would be like, I would touch my head and it'd be like tender right there, right? So in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, I'm having headaches. And then my head's uh, like tender in the back and i have a brain tumor so then i go to the doctor and i beg them to scan my head and i'm like hey i have a brain tumor like i know i have a brain tumor like you gotta help me out here before i die i have kids to raise come on and they told me flat out like just walk in a straight line let's see like if you're dizzy like let's see if you have any symptoms and it's like no i have no symptoms but headaches i mean they weren't even migraines they were just like headaches because i wasn't drinking water and i was overwhelmed with my kids um So then after that, I, um, oh my God, it's embarrassing. Like I diagnosed myself with so many things, right. To the point where nowadays Bobby's like, oh my God, Cassie, like you beat that brain tumor and you beat MS and you beat, you know, whatever crazy things I said I had. Right. Um, and so we try to make light of it because it, it did really blow up our lives. Like it, I can't even imagine being married to somebody who gets that crazy because I got I got so bad. And um, I don't feel like I ever really talked about it in depth the way I should have. Um, I was super ashamed, super ashamed in the fact like I am really healthy and I have amazing genetics and really good genes on both sides of my family and I don't have any health issues. And so it almost became a shame thing where it's like, okay, Cassie, there's people out there who are actually struggling with these things. And you're a freaking fool. Like, you have to stop. Um, But it made me very isolated because everything would trigger me. I don't know what terms you guys like to use trigger or activate. Those are the two common terms now um, everything activated me. It was like, I could be out in public and see somebody who was bald, like a woman who's bald and just be like, Oh my God, she had cancer. Like she's fighting cancer. I have cancer. I know I have cancer. That's a sign. God's telling me I have cancer. One of the worst ones I did was I would have a pain behind my left eye. And like, I, <laughs> I think I Googled, I'm not allowed on Google, by the way, like if my best friend if my best friend catches me uh, Googling or my husband, it's like, no, 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 you're not allowed to. Anyways, it was like a pain in the back of my left eye. And it was literally because I was constantly like scrunching my eyes and like rolling my eye back. Like I was making I was making something up. Like, it's so embarrassing. And the only reason I share it is because I don't care what people think about me being crazy because people struggle with this. They just don't talk about it. I know people struggle with this. What's awesome is that we hear people opening up, um, and like sharing their experience. I heard this pastor, I can't remember his name. I listened to him on YouTube, not a super famous, like mega church pastor. Um, but this guy that I found, and he talked about how the whole left side of his body like went numb. And he went to the ER and he was like, I can't like lift my arm, like my arm's stuck, like it won't move. And so they do a series of all these tests. And like, they tell him, you know, nothing's wrong. Like, just move your freaking arm, like move it, like you can move it. And he stayed there until he can move it. Like, it was truly all in his head. You know, it was something that he was really struggling with. And he got super activated, super triggered, and he just shut down from health anxiety. Um, and so it is a real thing that people battle. I know people, you know, because I, I will share about it to people I'm really close to. People will say like, oh yeah, like I have health anxiety. And for some people it was COVID for them where, you know, I don't, I actually don't have any health anxiety with like COVID or a flu or the cold or I don't care. None of that like bothers me. For me, mine is like catastrophic, like, oh shit, cancer, I'm dead. Or like I have, um, I would always, uh, I still am starting to do it now again after the birth of Bella. I don't know what it is about having a baby that kind of activates this for me, but it's always like I have a degenerative disease that's going to like take me out. And I'm 33. And my old psychiatrist I used to see at Kaiser in Stockton, uh, Dr. Sophie, he's freaking amazing if you have Kaiser and you're in this area. um, He would always tell me like, you're going to waste your whole life worrying about a disease. And then like when you're actually at the age... To worry about it you you might like get it and it might be a reality but maybe in like 40 years so don't waste 40 years of your life obsessing about something that's the chances of it are so low and so I always try to hang on to that truth when I'm in an absolute freaking panic about my health And it's sad because, you know, I'm starting to do it again where it's like I went for my annual checkup. I got my blood work done. And typically when your blood work comes back normal, your doctor office doesn't even call you. Well, mine did. They called two days ago and they were like, oh, this is so-and-so from Dr. So-and-so's office calling about your blood work. And my freaking heart just like stopped. I was like, oh, my God. The next thing she says is freaking dead, you know. And sure enough, it was like everything's normal. You're fine. Um, And so symptoms for me like the way it's come out for anxiety is like numbing and tingling i've had it in my face i've had it on my arms i've had it um in my legs like those feelings are super scary other symptoms are like headaches obviously just like random aches and pains if i have like aches and pains it totally freaks me out um and, like, what I do with all these symptoms, right, is I, like, try to figure out the source. It's always mm. like, okay, well, if I can't figure out where the pain's coming from, then it's freaking catastrophic. So then I obsess. It's like, you know, OC. it's a form of OCD where you're just obsessively thinking about something. And I do that with a lot of stuff. It's it's common for me. It's gotten worse as I've gotten older. Um, I went and saw a holistic doctor, and I've been seeing him for, like... A little over a year. Um, and we talked a lot about OCD. And I don't have OCD the type where I'm like tapping things eight times or you know, not that type of OCD. Um, thank God, but obsessive thoughts. And he explained to me how even sugar and the foods that we're eating, and especially my special little Starbucks addiction, can all fuel the obsessive thoughts. And it, it does, it really does. Sugar for me, really gets me Um, too much caffeine can spiral me. And it's pretty incredible when you're not aware of these things. It seems so obvious when someone points it out when they're like, yeah, you know, maybe a little too much caffeine and sugar can rile you up. Yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe it can. But I think that when it's just something you do all the time, and it's so socially acceptable, and the nasty stuff that we're putting in our body is is okay, because everybody's doing it. It's not even something you consider to be an issue. Like I never thought sugar was affecting, um, my anxiety. So what's really cool about my holistic doctor, I'm going to go on a whole other thing here, but it kind of ties into health anxiety. My specific holistic doctor is in Sacramento and I refer people to him all the time because he is just an experience. Like he's, he's amazing. He makes you feel like you're the most important person in the world and he's quiet and he will like sit with you and he'll really tap into his feelings and he'll, he'll kind of tell you who you are. And he was super spot on with me. But anyways, what he believes in is the blood type diet. So he'll prick your finger right there. He'll look at your blood. He'll tell you what blood type you are. Addie and I and Bella are all the same blood type. And then Bobby and Amelia are the same blood type. And based on your blood type, you're supposed to eat like a certain diet, right? So for Bobby and Amelia, like sugar doesn't affect them like it does for me and Addie. And then, you know, eventually Bella when she tries sugar. And it's kind of funny how it's like Bobby and Amelia have the same demeanor. Like if we all go and eat sugar, me and Addie are gonna be wired up, we are going to be over talking over stimulated, bouncing off the walls, we're gonna be bored, we're gonna have to go like, run around in the backyard, because it just amps us up bobby and amelia no effect they can just like sit down and watch a movie after easy um and so it was kind of a trip learning with the holistic doctor his belief system in the blood type diet um if you're interested in the blood type diet let me see it's on my apps here right it's called oh it's called blood type diet um it's on for your app for your phone blood type diet you can buy the book um but it's really important that you do sit down and talk with someone about the blood type diet. It's, it's really not easy to do. Um, I haven't been able to do it perfectly. I I tried it for about a month and it was super hard for me, really hard for me to give up sugar. Um, I mean, I'm trying not to do as much sugar, but it's just like, it's in everything. And whether people want to admit it or not, it is more expensive to eat healthy. I know some of you are going to cringe. I know, but it is, I mean, I shop at the grocery store and I see you can buy a bag of chips for 99 cents. You know what I mean? Or if you want to buy, I don't know, organic freaking apples, it's so hard. It's so hard. And it's so much more convenient. I was actually just telling my sister this. It's more convenient to go and like load up on, you know, box foods that are going to last a long time rather than going to the grocery store every couple of days for your fruits and vegetables. And I know that sounds very, you know, first world problems and it is but it's like people are strapped for time and people are struggling and your kids are screaming for a snack. And it's like the grocery bill is astronomical, especially now. And so it is really freaking hard to eat healthy buying, you know, they recommend you eat like fish, you know, wild caught salmon once a week. That's not inexpensive, right? It it costs a lot of money. Um, So you have to make an effort, but I believe in it. I believe what the holistic doctor says is true. Um, I believe the blood type diet is it's interesting I I think some people would argue it but everybody argues every diet out there right um but it is a healthy diet you know it doesn't really matter what blood type it is they're all pretty healthy there's just small differences like Bobby was told he can drink as much coffee as he wants and I should have zero coffee which was like damn I'm the wrong blood type like that's not fair um and then like he can have a little bit of sugar and I can have like zero um so it's pretty interesting I'm just kind of tying that into the health anxiety, because I know if I were to eat a cleaner diet, I know that it would help my thoughts. And it has before. I got really desperate last year. I was like in a funk with negative thinking and I cut sugar and I was super intentional about it. Like I said, it was only a month. But for that month, I could feel the difference in my body and it was starting to um, to make a difference in my mindset and my mental state. And so if you're curious about stuff like that, there's books on it um holistic doctors some of them believe in it some of them don't mind us so if you want his information just hit me up um so anyways back to symptoms with health anxiety there doesn't seem i guess since covid kind of for uh, not for me but for other people sparked health anxiety there's not that many books and literature on it yet but I did find an interesting one. It's called The Health Anxiety Workbook, and it's Practical Exercises to Overcome Your Health Worries by T- uh, Taylor M. Ham. And I'm going to read a page in here. It's an exercise. It's on page 10 of the book, and it's Health Anxiety Symptom Checklist. And it says, our bodies and minds work together to give us signals, but we may not always be able to interpret those signals for what they are. This checklist offers you a chance to assess many common health anxiety symptoms and help you plot a path. A path forward take a moment to evaluate how health anxiety presents in your life check all that apply so there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, four, fifteen. Fifteen of them okay so number one i frequently worry about my health i worry about having a serious medical di- condition despite not having a diagnosis i often seek reassurance from friends family members or doctors about health issues but i find it difficult to be reassured Oh, my God. If I ask Bobby for reassurance one more time. No, I'm just kidding. He'll always reassure me. Poor thing. Um, I often check symptoms and self-diagnose online. Guilty. I feel extreme discomfort with medical care or voice seeking it out entirely. Mm, I always seek out medical care. Um, I frequently seek out medical care and ask for additional testing, even after I'm told it is unnecessary. Check. I am very aware of my body and the physical sensations I feel. Check. I frequently check my body for (laughs) symptoms of illnesses. Example, lumps, rashes, swelling. Yeah, I do that. I avoid things that will remind me of my most feared medical conditions, such as conversations, news articles, TV shows. Definitely do that. I feel chronically sick or unwell. Not really. I talk about my health symptoms very often uh only to my best friend and my husband and my dad and like my sister like people who know this is my battle. I often feel exhausted or have brain fog? Yes. I have unexplained aches and pains, numbness or tingling sensations? Yes. I have trouble sleeping? Yes. I feel depressed? Yes. So for me this is like a huge reality for me because it does make you feel depressed. You know some people might turn this on and be like you health anxiety people are wacko. But for some of you, this is gonna be like, yep, this is what I'm battling with. And it does make me depressed. And it does affect my life. And, you know, for me, it's something where, you know, I do have a faith in God, and I believe that there's evil. And so for me, when like, these sort of, uh, like attacks, almost, it feels like happen with the health anxiety, it feels like this really evil, like, presence for me. It feels very evil. And I, and I have to remind myself, it's like the devil on one shoulder and like God's on the other. And God's reassuring me like, you're okay. You're healthy. You've had the test you're young. You just had a baby. Maybe that's why you feel off. And it's like the devil's over there telling me, Oh no, every little feeling you're feeling that that's something catastrophic. And so it's a war in my mind. And I know for some people, it's really easy to, um, to not go there. But for me, it's just, it's an everyday reality right now. And it goes through phases in my life. I notice that when I'm extra stressed, I'm extra obsessing about my body. And the fact is, is that when you're extra stressed and anxious, you are going to have more symptoms. And so it's just this freaking cycle. You know, it's a cycle that is really hard for me to get out of. Um, But this time around, you know, I recognize that having a baby um, triggers it for me. And I'm assuming it's just because all the bodily changes, right? And so with Bella, I'm with the birth of Bella, I've been very aware this time of why my body is feeling weird. And instead of like running to the doctor, um, asking a million questions, I'm really trying to educate myself on health anxiety, and on my own personal health and what I should be eating and drinking and, and all those things. Um, And I've been doing really good cutting back on my sugar. And I'm trying to take those small steps uh, to doing doing the things I know I need to be doing that are really hard. Um, And I I shared that my body like aches this time. And I went to the chiropractor, I shared that in my last um, episode. And you know, pretty devastating, like how bad my spine is. And I've gone twice now and pretty painful. And it's it's hard. But see, those are the things that I need to be doing the things that make me uncomfortable and sad. That's my reality. That's what I have to address. Instead of making up health issues that aren't real. I have a couple of things that I need to focus on healing right now. Um, And so that is what I'm leaning into. And being around positive people, um, I just, I can't do the negativity anymore. It's like, it's contagious and I'm guilty of it because I'm negative sometimes. Right. So I can get on a negative tangent and me and Bobby can get on this negative tangent. And within 10 minutes, it's like, oh my God, our whole lives are just, ugh, right. And so I'm trying to be more aware of the words coming out of my mouth. Um, and speaking like life into myself and reminding myself that I am okay. Sometimes you just have to take, A few deep breaths and just calm down. Everything is going so fast in this world right now. And there's so much to worry about. And um, once you get in that anxious state, it takes a long time for your body to return back to a normal state. Um, And so I... I can feel panic attacks, like I can feel myself getting anxious when like the baby's screaming and Addie is screaming and Amelia's like crying cuz everything's chaotic and my 3 kids are all so freaking different. Um I can feel the panic. I just want to like I want to scream. You know, I just want to or run away. I would love to just like lock myself somewhere quiet. Um but we can't do that as mothers. And so I just try to breathe. You know, my husband did a lot of recovery work recently and his go-to is just breathing. And he has to remind me all the time, like take a deep breath. And then you realize that sometimes you have been holding your breath like all day long or taking shallow breaths because you're so worked up. Um, And I've been practicing that with my girls too, especially Addie because she's wired you know, like me, where we're very anxious and hyperactive and me and her will take deep breaths. And it's, it's something I want to teach my girls. Um, and it's, it's something we practice in our household. And I know that sounds, um, lame, like, Oh, just breathe. But I swear it, it does wonders for our family. And so that is a recommendation when it comes to health anxiety. Um, check out this workbook, the health anxiety workbook by Taylor M. Ham um do some breathing exercises, look up breathing exercises. I'm going to go on YouTube right now and share this guy. His name is Trey Jones. T R E Y Jones, and he talks about his experience with health anxiety and I find him really relatable cuz he's younger um and I can relate to a lot of the stuff that he like went through and he's overcome it and I just I love listening to him. Ironically, sometimes reading these things or listening to these things can like amp up your health anxiety too. But uh, we have to get to a place where we address the health anxiety, right? Because addressing it is not going to the doctor every other week. I do believe this is funny because Trey Jones actually says this in one of his YouTube videos. He says, You should go to the doctor and get your blood work done and like, you know, do the things you need to do one time, right? Like if you think your heart is messed up, like, okay, go get the EKG or do those things. But don't go back like again, and again, and again, if you need a um, to see a doctor and be told, hey, you're okay, do that. And then once you get that, start working on the health anxiety, or else you're just going to be in the cycle. And I unfortunately wasted a good two years of my life after having Addie in that cycle. And it was debilitating. It was, you know, I didn't even want to leave the house. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I, I was super, super isolated. And um, it took everything within me to really dig my way out of that. It was it was really hard. And I only did it for my kids at the time. I mean, I only survived and kept going for the kids, but at some point we have to do it for ourselves. And that is what I'm trying to practice is that I'm worth it. I'm important. I'm not just doing it for my husband and kids. I want to be well and get better. And so check out the workbook, check out YouTube. There's all kinds of resources on YouTube. Um, Talk to a therapist about it. I go to therapy once a week and um, it's, it's important that you talk about it and that somebody really explains to you what health anxiety is and coping, how you can cope with it. Um, I just I will preach therapy always I every time I talk to someone and they tell me an issue, I say, Are you seeing a therapist? Because it's like the most important thing that we can do. Sometimes we just need to talk it out to really hear how ridiculous it sounds. If you're just isolated and you're talking in your head all day long and you're obsessing on this one health thing all the time, it's going to become this monster of a thing. But if you speak it out to a safe person, not to someone who's going to say, oh my God, I know, I think I have that too. No, 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 don't, you know who those people are in your life, right? They're not, they're not well yet. They're not healed. Talk to somebody who is healed and who does know what not to say and find a person that you can call and talk to when you're having these, these episodes, because it does turn into panic. And the panic courses through your body. I mean, it's like the worst feeling in the world. Um, and it's debilitating and it it could really take over your life and prevent you from working and having good relationships. And, um, it actually over time can create health issues within your body because your body has experienced this for so many years. And, um, I'm happy to see that it's a topic that we're talking about, but we have a long ways to go. There's so much more research that needs to be done and so much more that needs to happen. Um, But those are a couple of the resources I have. Like I said, the workbook, YouTube, breathing and talking to someone and also making healthy choices. It's it's simple. I talked about um, how we need to figure out health individually for ourselves, but we do know the basics of eating healthy drinking water, exercising, um, what content are we putting into our brain? Are we just rotting away in front of the TV? That's my go-to. I can just sit in front of the TV and just veg out for a day. Um, and that's when I'm low, low. And I don't, I don't allow myself to get to those places anymore. Uh, cause I just regret wasting so much time. I regret that I, you know, should have an award for watching the most TV shows. It's it's very tragic. But anyways, um, those are my go-tos. If you ever want to talk about this topic more with me, I'm totally open to sharing my experience and, and what kind of helps me with it. Um, And I will talk about it more in the future. I'm hoping to get somebody on here that would discuss it too with, uh, with me, like their experiences with it. Cause I, I haven't heard too many people speak on it and I understand why it's, it's kind of a shameful thing. Um, so if anyone out there is willing to come on and talk about it, I'd love to have you, uh, thank you for listening in and I look forward to the next episode. Bye guys.